All right, blah, 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 test, test, test. So, hey, new year, new year, new podcast. <laughs> so, so uh, yeah, so, I mean, the weird thing about today is uh, it's like a giant storm. So it seems like this just watching a TV show and doing a podcast is really taking a back seat to just this day. Yeah, first, <laughs> this day first winter storm, December, January 2nd. Boy, yeah. beat that. Yeah, I mean, for Canada, yeah, it's pretty, pretty oh, good. Oh, it's Can't amazing. Complain. It's just amazing. Uh, so, yeah, we took a little break for the holidays, for Christmas and stuff. And then I guess our last episode, we swapped over and did... Uh, tagged in to do an episode of the Buffy podcast, which one thing I meant to mention on that Buffy podcast, but I forgot at the time, isn't it weird how at the end of that musical, when they reveal that it was Xander who had the amulet that brought the singing, dancing demon to town, but like that wasn't just, you know, and they treat it like a joke. Like, yeah, I thought it would just be, we'd just sing and dance, but people died. They danced to death. <laughs> And those deaths are Xander's fault, and they never bring that up ever again. I don't know, I just think that's a little weird. <laughs> it's better if you don't think about it too much, because it's like, what the hell? But then, Yeah, I don't, I don't think you're supposed to overthink that. So this week, going back to the 50s, this is weird because I never heard of this show ever. It just has a funny name. It's called Space Patrol. <laughs> like, what a classic name, right? Like, what could be more... Mm, Space Patrol. So what year are we talking so let me see. It was a science fiction adventure series set in the 30th century. So we get to see what their idea is of what the 30th century is going to be. Uh, it was on ABC from 1950 to 1955. And I managed to find the very first episode. But uh, although the, the very first 30 minute episode, because there were weekly 30 minute episodes and daily 15 minute episodes of this. So they made, let me see, I've got it listed here somewhere. By the end of the run, 210 of the 30-minute ones and almost 900 15-minute episodes because they were on every day. Uh, they turned it into a radio show in 1952, and apparently it was initially for young audiences, so since we're watching the first one, it'll probably be a bit kiddie. But as the show went on, it became popular with everybody, so by 1954, it was one of the top 10 Saturday shows for TV, just on a Saturday. It was top 10. Oh, and what's also neat about this is it was performed live on the West Coast, but then sent to the East Coast with like a bunch of underground cables and whatever the network was at the time to get this show as quickly as possible to the other coast. This was the first one. Wow. So yeah, that's pretty cool. And I can't say, I, I don't think I know it at all. And well, this kind of reminds me of the Dick Tracy thing where we didn't know there was a Dick Tracy show and it turns out it's because the Dick Tracy actor died. So it might be a similar thing here where it was the, the creator of this show. His name was Mike Moser. He was killed in a car accident in 1954 and his wife took over the show. But by 1955, they wrapped it up probably just because the main guy was died. Gone. So, uh, yeah, so just another case of like, seems like it was pretty freaking famous back then, but it never, it just wasn't famous enough to, to claw its way. could make it to CBC. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, uh, but, and this is famous last words, because whenever I say I'm excited about a show, you know, it's usually bad. But, because again, I don't know anything about this. I've never seen it, but I just clicked on the file real quick just to make sure that the sound worked and everything, because we've had a couple of downloads where the sound was bad or whatever. And the thing that made me excited is the little bit that I saw had a marionette in it. And I'm like, all right, I'm in. Because that was like the best thing with like those Buck Rogers cereals and stuff is whenever they have miniatures and marionettes and Thunderbirds type crap going on. That's just always good. What's interesting, though, is here is another space show from the 1950s. Space was a really big deal. 
in the 50s. Yeah. There were like so many movies. We had westerns in space. Westerns in space. It seems like, too, from what I've seen of old stuff, I'm always impressed by the level of science fiction. Like, if you go back to old dramas, they're, you know, kind of simple by today's standards. And old comedies, maybe they're funny, maybe they're not. Those westerns are, like, you know, really obvious and by the books and, like, uh, they're hassling the school, marm. Let's go round up a posse. Just dumb shit. But the sci-fi stuff is always way smarter. Like, uh, you know, the Twilight Zone's the obvious one, but some of those are super clever. Uh, Just Star Trek in general, all these, like, groundbreaking ideas and stuff. Like, it seems like sci-fi is where you go if you want to have an idea, (laughs) you know? But we think of Star Trek, for example, came out in the... 66, I think, 66, 67. We think of it as the hallmark of introducing us to the world of science fiction. But in the 1950s, you had all these. Yeah. This one, obviously, Buck Rogers, and who knows how many others. Well, and like the Twilight Zone in specific, uh, like a lot of those were based on short stories. So they were yeah. skipping right yeah. past. Harlan Ellison and those guys from the 1930s who wrote, wrote those in the 30s. Yeah, so they were skipping past TV boring tv cliche and going to actual real stories <laughs> with mm. real stuff happening because twilight zone i mean i've seen some bad ones in my time but overall man that's a good show like it still holds up completely which is just yeah weird yeah it does but uh there were so many of these i mean planet space nine whatever that one's called <laughs> you know that's that's so bad but but the movies from the 50s too there were an oh, incredible oh, you mean- Plan 9 from Outer Plan Space. Plan 9 from Outer Space. <laughs> yeah. But there were an incredible number of space-type movies made in the 1950s, and obviously now we're seeing it in the TV genre, too. Right. Uh, TV's a fairly new innovation in, 19, in the 1950s, and yet here we are doing space stuff. So, yeah. hey. All right, and yeah, if anybody wants to check this out and watch along with us, I'm pretty sure I just got this off YouTube. So it's Space Patrol Season 1, Episode 1. The Swamps of Jupiter. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool looking Jupiter. Oh, this is already cool. Because <laughs> already I'm thinking, like, how'd they do that? Oh, yeah, look, little miniatures going by and stuff. A little fake town. Oh, yeah, this is the best. I love stuff like this. Dad, this is New York. <laughs> So yeah, that was definitely yeah. pretty cool. So yeah, because again, like the, the clip I saw when I was testing it was just for a second. So I just saw like a quick puppet or whatever. Now look at even this, even this ending here. Yeah. They're not just showing a static scene. Look it's at all the action that's, town. Yeah, with that's all going on in the back. Little vehicles traveling around, lights flashing. Radar dishes and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, since I only saw a puppet for a second, I still, like I presumed it was still going to be mostly people and maybe like one puppet or whatever. And I feel like the Wikipedia article I read really buried the lead about the puppets. The whole thing <laughs> is marionettes. And I didn't even, I didn't realize that when I was skimming through this article. So yeah, that was a lot more impressive even than I thought it was going to be. That was, it's nice to 
expect that something's going to be cool, and then it is. <laughs> you know, that's a nice bonus. Well, they did an amazing job with the marionettes. For one thing, very difficult to see any wires or anything that were moving. The way they had the mouths moving was excellent. The themes were, the storyline was very mature. And, and yeah. if that was geared for children, if I was a kid, like 8 or 10, 12 years old watching that, I'd be so impressed because they're t- they talked to them like they were adults. So that was not geared for kids. That was just geared for general audience. But this guy is obviously somebody who's really into this technology. Yeah. He's, he, he's a geek. Yeah. And he loves this stuff. <laughs> he, he, he obviously put in a whole lot of more time and effort. Now, this was show number one, of course. And sometimes with show number one, you do get a whole lot more detail and really good stuff because they're trying to sell the product. Later on, yeah. it may have weakened down a bit. I wonder, yeah, by episode 900 of the Yeah, <laughs> Daily yeah. because he's got to produce it, and he's got to produce it really fast. Yeah. Whereas, number one, he this would have been the product that he would have taken to the advertisers and said, like, you know, I want to have this on TV, and they would have had to buy it. So it can't be sloppy, and it can't be just a bunch of junk. But this one isn't. Boy, that's a... <laughs> That's a good show. So basically this whole plot was they go to Jupiter because something's going on, but they don't know what. And when they get there, they find out that some no-good Martians are uh, poaching animals because the animals there have amazing skins that are super durable and stay warm and whatever, and they can sell them for a million space bucks or whatever. But uh, the speech was so James T. Kirk of just like, you may be uh, profiting yourselves, but at the... At the cost of the only animals here on Jupiter? So now we get the big environmental thing of wiping out the animal life on Jupiter, too. I mean, here we are 70 years ago, and we're talking about an issue that was very big in the 1960s when Star Trek was made, very big time today, 70 years later. I mean, they they hit the nail right on the head as far as having a, a good issue that has long-lasting effects in the, in our world. Right. Like it's, it was amazing. I loved it. Yeah, I think it's funny, too. The uh, There probably weren't that many people working on the show, really, because like, there's so few accents. So the Martians had that sort of kind of uh, dumbed-down Russian accent. But the thing that I thought was funny is when he fiddles with his translator so he can understand the, the Jupiter monster, and it's like, please, Mr. Spaceman, please help, please help, we're being attacked. But there was also somebody back at Earth HQ that talked just like that, too. Like, you're ready now, we will send you on the ship. <laughs> it's like, that's obviously the same person doing those voices, and there's just a limited palette of, of accents they can do. And it's interesting that the, the bad Martians speak with a Russian-type accent. And this is five years after World War II finishes, and the Russians have set up a communist, uh, are setting up communist states in Europe at that time, and they are perceived to be the bad guys of the world. Well, there are the bad guys of the universe in this thing, too. Uh, It was amazing. I, I was very impressed by it. Yeah, because I think the closest thing to that that we've seen before, I guess, were those uh, Flash Gordon serials from the 30s, but that's because they had the money of movie theaters to make stuff. So for, like, TV, yeah, this is pretty much... I like Jack Benny's the the best written show, but as far as production goes, for 1950 also, it's crazy how good this was. But I really don't understand. Like, I got to look up and see if I can find, like, a documentary about this or something. This notion of producing it live can't 
be what I think it is because you just couldn't. It's too complicated. There's no fucking way they were doing that live. Like, I don't know what they mean when they say that it was broadcast live and not pre-recorded. Yeah, that's a nice feeling too. Like, you can just feel when, especially something that was mass produced like this, like every day, that's the perfect opportunity to cheap out on it. Like, uh, I don't know if you remember those cartoons from the 60s, but like the uh, Merry Marvel Marching Society, like Spider-Man and Thor, and like that's where... uh, I think that's where the Spider-Man theme song, Spider-Man, Spider-Man. And they were really cheap and really yeah. badly animated. Very, all two-dimensional. Yeah. They really. took they took what had been a three-dimensional type character, let's say Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck, those guys from, from the 30s and the 40s, which were so well-developed, and they dumbed it down to absolutely two-dimensional and just badly, and repeat uh, scenes. Yeah, yeah, reusing animation, bad animation You know, in you'd, see, you'd, see, you'd see Spider-Man swinging from that same building to the same building. Yeah. Every time he needed to swing, he swang from the same building to the same building. Whereas, like, really? with this show, I don't feel any of that. Like, I don't feel like they cut a corner anywhere. <laughs> like, they went out of their way not to, and it's like, man, you guys really put your back into this. Holy yeah. crap. They put a lot of detail into this thing. This, this was incredible. This was like watching an animated version of Star Trek. Yeah. This makes me curious, too, about uh, the obvious, the more obvious connections would be like Thunderbirds and stuff, those other puppet shows. Yeah. But I think those were later, too, because they were in color, weren't They're they? They're later. Those uh, Thunderbirds would be, I'm going to say, what, 63, 64? And again, the, the puppets were almost identical to yeah. these puppets. The big eyes... The very thin little almost uh, almost uh, pipe cleaner type design with clothes on them. And that funny little way that they yeah, walk. Yeah, the little walk, yeah, <laughs> lifting up the knee, putting down the foot, and up the knee, putting down the foot. Very much, as soon as I saw that, that's I was thinking Thunderbirds. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a good way to start the new year. Man, that was a cool show. I'm glad that I, because, again, I never heard of it, but I'm just like, Space Patrol is such a kind of boneheaded but classic name it's a very generic name it could mean anything yeah. it, it could be cartoon it could be people it could be it could be anything yeah and it and to me it just yet yeah, smacks of 1950 so when i saw the name space patrol i'm like well let's just search and there it was so i'm like all right this week's space patrol and yeah i'm glad i did because that was cool it worked out i think that's probably the best thing that we have seen yeah yeah i think again the only thing comparable are those those serials from the 30s but those weren't tv so yeah <laughs> but even so what just considering the technology and how they did this i mean it's one thing when you if you looked at this from a 2020 with all the computer animation things that we do you'd say oh yeah what a bunch of crap but when you consider that they had none of that and all of this was created manually yeah. right down to the little costumes the little spaceships that they created i mean that must have taken out a huge amount of time to create that stuff and then to activate it and have it actually move so yeah thumbs up thumbs up to space patrol definitely cool all right these photos see yeah definitely so what in the heck so i mean that thing we watched though was yeah it's called space patrol (laughs) like what's going on here that could make sense too, though, because that, I mean, it was so advanced for 1950. The thing we just watched, maybe it's not from 1950, maybe it's from later. You are like a generator, too. You need fuel. Haven't had any for about 12 hours. Because, yeah, this is way more in line with. Yeah, this is what I would have thought thought we would be watching. 
some packages. Now, come in, Jack Hi, gang. Here to the Super Chicken Board cereal. Man, I'm glad we didn't watch this. <laughs> All right, yeah, so yeah, we got to do a little update because, yeah, we were definitely watching the wrong show. <laughs> so We gave credit to Mike, whatever his name was. Yeah, so we just found the real Space Patrol. You were just watching some of it. and Because, uh, yeah, there was so much stuff that didn't add up, that didn't make sense. Like, how could it be this complicated? How could they make 900 episodes? How could it be broadcast live? None of that stuff made sense. And then we saw the real Space Patrol, and it's like, oh, okay, now it makes sense. Like, it's way more a kid show really dopey writing hey kids eat your rice checks or whatever and yeah just really simple people acting and the one thing that was funny is that scene where they switch scenes and just for like 30 or 40 seconds nothing happens because he's walking to the other set so it is like oh yeah live tv like that makes sense that's the real space patrol but yeah i just found also this thing here See, I don't even think, is it? Maybe it's that one. See, this one says, this series also is known by, by its U.S. title, Planet Patrol, to avoid confusion with the 1950s American live-action series of the same name. Yeah, so this was a British show that only went 39 episodes, which right. makes a lot more sense. And it is original release 1963, which fits in more... Yeah, that's way with, later. With the, <laughs> that's... with the tone of what we were saying the earlier show was like. Uh, we just watched a little bit of the 1950s show, uh, the live-action show with humans in it, not nearly as effective as, as this one was. The other thing that's interesting is, yeah, the person who made this, this fabled nerd we've been talking about who made this great show, Roberta Lee. Program creator, Roberta Lee. And apparently she was hmm. the first woman in Britain to have her own film production studio. So she was quite a go-getter. <laughs> and yeah, But yeah, that, that all makes so much more sense because like there was just no way for the marionette space patrol for that to have come out in 1950 and to be a daily thing and to be broadcast live like and none of that added up so i'm glad that we sorted that out because yes like yeah this is planet patrol it was a children's cartoon show with puppet marionettes the concept was an interplanetary organization of men and women from earth mars and venus patrolling the solar system to maintain the peace in the year 2100. Yeah, First which, episode, April 7, 1963. Yeah, so way, way later. That makes sense, too, because I remember I said right before we turned it on that it takes place in the 30th century, and then the first thing the voiceover said was the year 2100. So I'd been paying attention, I guess. But I just didn't... Why would there be two shows called Space Patrol? <laughs> like, I didn't even think twice. I just like, oh, I'm sure this must be it. And we watched a little bit of the real Space Patrol, the human action thing. Ugh, I wouldn't be bothered with it. Yeah, I don't think we need that. A to, piece of crap. <laughs> no need to circle back to that. Yeah, so I think it's more just lucky that we accidentally got the wrong Space Patrol. <laughs> you know what? This is good, too. This makes me think that... Once we get out of the early 50s, TV is going to be a lot better. Because, like, if this was 1963, it's way better than 1950s See, TV. This is when the first Doctor Who came out, 1963, 62, 62, 63. And, yeah, it's not so crazy with the puppets, too, because, like, I don't know the exact years, but, you know, Fireball XL5 and Thunderbirds and Captain Scarlet, like, all that shit was out by now I and think. when we, when i continually kept saying that the show didn't dumb down things for children british british tv never did that yeah um like early doctor who's this kind of stuff you know treats children as if they're very intelligent people who know what's going on in the world whereas american tv 
American movies, too, I find, always have this attitude. They've got to explain it to you just in case you're too dumb to figure it out for yourself. They've got to put it out there for you. American TV is very much the same, which was surprised me about that other show, uh, the show that we saw tonight, because, well, it wasn't dumbing people down. Well, obviously not, because it wasn't American. Yeah, and that 1963 date really does make a lot of sense. Like, like we're only 15 years before Star Wars, you know. It's not that big of a gap, where 1950 is a big gap. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah, and we're we're like... Three years, 1963, we are three years, four years before Star Trek. Right. So good. That, I'm glad we cleared that up because, yeah, it's like, how is this magical show this amazing? And, yeah, now we know why. It's because it's from the future. <laughs> we jumped ahead in the future. All right. So, yeah, that was a happy accident then, I guess. We'll just call that week. Still a nice way to start off the new year. But, but yeah, 1950s TV is still not at this level. So... Yeah, well, kudos to her. Oh, look at this. In the 1950s, Roberta Lee worked on animated puppet TV shows with Gary, Jerry Anderson, later the creator of Thunderbirds. So it all came out of the there. same place. Nice. That's why those puppets resemble the Thunderbird puppets so much. Cool. Well, I'm impressed with her. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's funny, too, to then just, like, snap back to the real Space Patrol, and just how immediately pandering it was. Like, hey, kids, welcome to the new adventure where me and Happy are going, and it's, like, so saccharine and lame. <laughs> so, yeah, definitely British Space Patrol is way better. Or Planet Patrol. Like, so I guess that's where things got, that's where the wires got crossed, is the British name versus yeah. the American name. But yeah, I'm glad I clicked on that one. Because I, I, <laughs> it was like a 50-50 chance that I was going to click on something called Space Patrol. <laughs> so I'm just glad I clicked on the I'm right one. I'm glad we clicked on this one rather than... Because what I just watched of the real Space Patrol with the humans in it, and yeah, nothing special. Yeah, cool. All right, well, there, the mystery of Space Patrol <laughs> has been solved. 